I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of Spirit Diaries. I am really excited to start today's episode, but before I do, I just really want to thank you all for all of your support. Thank you so much. I can't say it enough. It has been so fun sharing all of this with you. And I just want to thank you for you guys sharing it with your friends and family and rating it five stars and following along on YouTube and subscribing. It's been really cool to see all of your engagement and all of that grow. And it's also been really cool because so many of you are following me on Twitter at spirit underscore diaries. And I've started to get to interact with you guys a little bit more off the show, which is also really fun. So thank you for all of your support. You are all amazing. And let's jump into it. So we are going to be talking today. So we as in myself and Robert. Hello are here today and we're going to be talking about last episode. So if you haven't heard last episode, make sure you pause this now, go listen to the previous episode and then come back. And we're going to be talking about some theories about why that situation could have caused your house to be haunted. Right. So as you said, the haunting didn't occur prior to this incident. As far as I know. Right. Now, as far as you're, Dad and parents know, because we, we've talked to yeah. them, yes. and nobody has any recollection of a haunting prior. Right, yeah. No, I, I, they don't have any stories, nor remember anything prior to the Ouija board. But they've lived in the house. Yes. For how many years? Prior to the Ouija board? Right. Uh, I believe a few years. Okay, that's, I mean, that's significant. We've we lived in the house we live in for a few years. They, they so moved you'd into know. the house when they got pregnant with me. Okay, so you'd sort of know at this point the vibe of your house. Yes. And, my God, you know if it was haunted by now. Right. So many people, uh, especially people I encounter for house readings and stuff, it's about the first <laughs> night you start realizing, oh, there's something off here. Right, and to add on to that, my parents, when they got my house... Oh, my, my childhood home. Right. Um, fully renovated. So they ripped out the bathroom, redid it, washed all the walls because there's a heavy smoker that lived there beforehand. So like they had to wash all the nicotine off the walls. Like they did heavy renovations, ripped up all the carpets, covered up all the tile um, oh, that was there. They the did the renovations. Yes. I never do that. My, my grandma, my grandma and my grandpa helped them. Um, my grandma did a lot of like, the washing of the walls and like she she washed the walls with a mixture of salt i guarantee you yeah she yeah <laughs> well she was cleaning she was helping clean the nicotine off the walls before they repainted just so that the paint would stick because it was so thick from what i understand and she was in the house at this point yes so they redid all the ac ducking um they basically cleaned the whole house of smoke and nicotine and everything redid everything but uh, from what i understand the walls were all mint green color 
and they painted over all of them white. Our bathroom was a salmon pink tile. They took all that out, put in like normal tub and tile and everything. Good for them. So they renovations are not easy. Not at all. No. And I mean, with my grandparents' help, they fully renovated the house before I was born. Right. And had no paranormal experience. And as you may know, if you are involved with the paranormal a little bit, uh, renovation does sometimes stir up energies. And this happens, in my opinion, because you're sort of changing the vibe of the house. Uh, the vibes change, especially with even paint color. Right. Like, you can take a room from a blue to a beige, and it will feel like a totally different room. So each room sort of is changing the feelings, and especially for residual hauntings. If things are changing, the floors are changing, if you knock down walls even, change layouts for residual hauntings, that can amp it up again because it's not right. Or if there are energies attached to it, if somebody's really attached to the way things were, that can really upset them, you know? Right. So if you're not letting go of something or, you know, if you put a ton of work into the house and you just watch somebody come in there and just totally change it, right? that can amp up strange feelings, whether it's a residual or even if it's still currently there. Right. And nothing happened. No. Until the Ouija board. Correct. So my stance on Ouija boards is, it's a little frustrating because it is hard to explain, but essentially it's a line of communication just like anything else. A, a medium, myself, is a line of communication. Right. A Ouija board is also a line of communication. A spirit box, which we've used on our investigations on YouTube, are also a line of communication. But I think where the issue comes in with a Ouija board is typically people who are using Ouija boards are just dabbling in the occult a bit. Yes, I, I agree. I feel like they may not have as much background in the paranormal and in the strange and unexplained as somebody who would buy a spirit box. I feel like, you know, right? No, I if you're agree. going for a specific tool, you know, you can pick up a Ouija board at, you know, Toys R Us. Does this even exist? No. <laughs> oh God, I'm old. Um, you can pick up a, a Ouija board at any store. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure Target probably even carries uh, I think you're right. Um, so it's not hard to get. You don't have to order it from specialty ghost store or anything like that. Right. But I think where the issue comes in is you're not setting your intent prior to opening that gateway. Right. They're kind of playing with something they don't understand. Right. Which is totally fine. I'm not saying people shouldn't right. jump into the paranormal but and I've, I've used the Ouija board. I've talked about that um, in previous seasons on the podcast uh, with my cousins in my house. And there, there's just, when you open the doorway, whether it's as a medium myself or as uh, using a spirit box or some sort of communication device where you're trying to connect to the other side, I will set, you know, only positive things are allowed through or, you know, I'm trying to reach out to this person. When I do the spirit box, I open it to only positive energies. And just by saying that, you're setting your intent. And then when I open as a medium, uh, most of the time I'm opening up to a direct person that I'm trying to communicate. If it's for a reading, somebody's like, oh, you know, I have a deceased relative. It's like I follow a very strict yellow brick road down to that person right um or if i'm going into a house i'm totally open and that's when anything can come in but at that point 
I am warded. I am wearing protective stones, you know, tattooings. Like I, I have shielded myself protecting. So when I do encounter those entities, I can't, uh, nothing can happen. And if it is out of my control at that point and something can happen, I get the heck out of there right. and consult somebody who's much well-versed, more versed than I am. Right, which makes sense. But when you're opening with a Ouija board and you're new, you may not say, hey, we only want to talk to the good things. You're just saying, hey, we want to talk. Right. And I mean, that's like walking into your local Walmart and going, hey. Anybody here want to have a conversation with me? Right. The first person in line is going to be the crazy person who is babbling on about how Jesus is coming back. <laughs> right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's going to be the craziest oddball person who is going to want to have that conversation. Right. So I think a lot of times people forget that spirits were once human. And if they were not once human... They are human-like. We all sort of have personalities, even just like animals. Right. You know, if you have cats, all the cats are different. If you have guinea pigs, all the guinea pigs are different. Right. They have their own consciousness. Right. Even though they're not people, they have a way that's similar to how we react. They get ticked off. They take things, things are funny. They think things are playful. Like, everybody sort of has this. In the spirit world's no different. Right. People, I think, sometimes disassociate and think it's like this otherworldly type of thing that we can just poke and prod at. Right. And I find that offensive. I agree. I don't like. I, I, I don't like thinking that spirit. I don't like when people assume spirits are just like fun to m- make fun with. I, I get that. And I hope I'm coming across clearly here. Yeah. No, it's just a kind of a respect thing. Like it's not a game. Even though it's it's looked at as a game, it's not a game. Right. And Ouija boards did not start off bad. They were heavily used as a children's game. Right. And then they were adapted into the spiritualist churches, which are churches who do believe in God and they're Christian-based, but they also believe it's okay to communicate with spirits. Right. And they often use sort of divination tools like a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And it became this commonplace thing. And I know one of the biggest arguments about Ouija boards is, well, gosh, they were so common, you know, before there was a horror movie. And I'm sorry, I don't know the exact one. Do you know the horror movie that changed? Oh, it was Ouija. Yeah, I believe so. I believe that changed the whole connotation of Ouija boards. So. Yeah. But very similar to how a tulpa, and can you explain what a tulpa is? Uh, tulpa, from my understanding, is basically if enough people believe in something, then they can almost will it into being. Right. So similar to that, I think Ouija boards, if you believe they're negative, you're already opening the Ouija board session thinking, oh my God, a demon's going to come This is going to be scary. This is going to be bad. (laughs) So while you may, you're not setting an intention, Mm -hmm. but you're intent of your instinct is already thinking about the negative the dark the scary that's about to come through you're expecting it so you're pulling those first right because you're putting that energy out into the universe and i know this sounds hippy dippy and all that crap but it's it's the way spiritual stuff works i mean our feelings our intent and i know this goes into a little bit of like witchcraft sort of similarities Mm -hmm. of what you put out there you kind of 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get back. Right. And that's how I feel the Ouija boards are. And it sounds like your dad and his friends went out here in this park. It's creepy. You know, the weather could have been just the weather. It may not have been anything paranormal, but that could have brought on a raise in EMF energy with a storm coming on that quick and helped bring something through. And the spinning of the flashlight without wind is incredible because the fact that it was circling could signify the opening of a portal, which a lot of mediums do believe are circular and vortex-like. Right. Um, In my experience, portals are circular, um, but I know a lot of them think they're like almost like little tornadoes. I get that. Of energy. Yeah. Like a black hole. Yeah, I understand. And then they went back to your house. So it sounds like they definitely opened the doorway for something. And I have no knowing if they closed the session or ended it or just carried a portal back with them. Which is incredibly important to close a session. Right. One of the main rules of the Ouija board is you have to close it. And that correlates to, just like a spirit box session, you have to end it. Okay, thank you. We're done communicating. When I'm done reading, I shut my little head flower off and (laughs) my chakras. um, And I'm done. I'm closed. It's gone. No more. You had your chance. Right. It's over. If you didn't communicate... Oh, well. Right. (laughs) And that's where the Ouija board, a lot of people too, and I've seen it online. I've seen it with friends. I've seen it in the community where people will not get responses. Oh, I'm ticked off. And they'll just walk away. Right. And it's like you're leaving that line of communication open because you set your intent in the beginning, come through and communicate. Right. You left the door open. And you you never shut it. Right. So I do believe your dad probably brought something through. I agree. And the fact that they continued that at your house is probably a good reason of why there could be a portal at your dad's property. It's very, very possible. 
So do you have any additional thoughts or? No, I agree. I think that um, what he did probably incited a lot of things. And I do think that's probably the origin of at least one of the portals. Uh, Because I think there's multiple at my dad's house. I did experience one. Yeah. But I I very much avoid where you believe the second one is. So I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying definitively what I'd be comfortable like if you were a client. I'd be comfortable telling you there's at least one. Yeah, I, I agree. But with you. I, I mean, you live there. I put my faith in you. I'm yeah. sure there's a second or multiple there. I think there are multiple there. Um, there's one outside. There's one inside. I think the inside has just a revolving door. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I, I think it's one portal, but I think it has multiple entrances in the house. Right. Um, but the one outside is definitely like very animalistic type scarier things that come through i don't know if it's a portal the same place as the one on the inside or the one in the one outside is quite scary and we'll talk about that more later and in terms of the boy coming through so child spirits as i mentioned on the podcast before are something you always have to be careful with because demonic spirits do come through a lot as children only because they're the most innocent and the most vulnerable. Just like if you're walking in a mall, if you've seen a lost little boy or a lost little girl, you'd be more inclined to stop and help them more so than you would be if you seen a old, older man, let's say in his forties who is all, you know, dirty and, got a scowl on his face and huffing around the mall, seeming confused. You're probably going to go, well, he can figure it out for himself. But if you see the little boy, you're going to be, oh. A little easier trusted. Yeah, what's wrong? Can I help you? So, I mean, it automatically plays on our human emotion to have empathy, especially towards little things. Mm -hmm. We all have, especially as we get older, I feel like we all get that parenting sort of instinct to where you just want to help little tiny cute things. And yeah, um, the fact that it came through and said it was a little boy is creepy. The fact that it looked like you is also a mimicking trait mm-hmm. that demons do use. Right. Um, I'm not saying this is a demon. No, I understand. It could very well be a little boy. And then the fact that it didn't show its face is also a very clear indicator on the checkbox of you got something dark here. Because demons cannot successfully mimic the human face, especially the eyes. There's always something wrong. And as we get into uh, my story again, we're coming up on my first encounter with a demon where we'll learn about all these little checkboxes. But those three are very indicative of a demonic haunting. Right. Which is scary. Yes. And the... uh... The stuff from the child definitely continues. It does? Yes. Oh, no. (laughs) What do you mean? So my mom, again, my my dad got sick this time. My mom decided to sleep on the couch. Can I interrupt really quick? Sure. The sickness is interesting. And I just want to point that out for listeners. Mm -hmm. Sickness seems to be always around an increase of paranormal activity, whether malevolent or not. 
it seems to be around and I think it's because you're broken down a little bit more. Right. So it allows more energy to sort of come in. What do you what do you think about that? I agree. And and it's weird is that it actually like it went for the parent that wasn't the sick one at the time. And it's like it almost singled like, them out though. Single it almost singled them out because they weren't where they're supposed to be. Right. Um, so what happened with your mom? So my dad had gotten sick and my mom decided to sleep on the couch because um, my dad was restless and he just kept coughing and stuff in his sleep. And she decided to come sleep on the couch because she had to take care of us. She was a stay-at-home mom at the time. So she decided to sleep on the couch. So she came out and laid on our couch and was just laying there trying to relax. Again, like my dad, just not used to it. So trying to get comfortable. Right. Tossing um, and turning around yeah. a little bit. So she was laying out there and she was facing the wall, which would be the back of the couch. Right. And she heard from right behind her, uh, mommy, mommy. Oh. Like, like one of us was standing behind her. Right. She said she, um, she went, what? And she just heard mommy. And she turned around. Three times? Um, I believe it was three times. It was either two or three times. I don't remember the exact amount. Checkbox for mimicking the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Go ahead, continue. So she she rolled over and there was nothing there. I mean, she had not fallen asleep yet. My mom doesn't, my mom's a super light sleeper if she does fall asleep. Oh, I understand Um, that. She's not like a super deep sleeper. So, and, and she said she was completely awake. Like she had been out there for just a few minutes, hadn't really done anything, but the whole house was quiet. Uh, and she said she got up, she was freaked out. She went to both of our bedrooms because, um, at this point we had had the addition done. Right. Um, so me and my little brother were sleeping in the old master. My sister was in the room that my dad saw the spirit in. Right. The Um, boy. Yes. And so she checked on us just to make sure we weren't awake and like calling from our bedroom maybe. Right. And so she went into my sister's room. My sister was asleep. She checked on us. We were asleep. So she was effectively creeped out and just went back to bed with my dad. She's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. No, she was super creeped out. Especially being the only one awake. The rest right. of the house is sleeping and you're hearing something yeah. say mommy. And this is in the middle of the night and everyone else is asleep. Oh man. A few months go by. My parents were, every, again, everyone's in bed for the night. Um, my parents in their room, us in our rooms. And my mom heard a knock at the door of her bedroom. Okay. When we were kids, we were always told to knock first before going into their room. We weren't really ever allowed in their room. I think they just don't want us messing it up or busting in or anything. Yeah, busting in is more like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my, my dad slept all natural, so it was more of a uh, helpful towards us than it was anybody else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> don't miss any of that. Not at all. <laughs> uh, so knocking was big in our, in our house for just their room. Like, you always knocked. Right. And then you waited for them to say, come in, or if they didn't respond... After a few knocks, you just left them alone. Um, <laughs> you never, like, walked in. Right. Um, so she said she heard a knock at the door, a small knock. So she's like, come in. Right. Door didn't open. So she's like, open the door, come in. Mm-hmm. Door didn't open. So she got up, Gosh. walked to the door, opened it. And she said when she opened the door, like, two or three feet from the door she saw a silhouette of my little sister. At this time, my little sister would have been probably six or seven. So the silhouette was in what looked like my sister's. It was, it was dark. So my mom said that it looked like my sister's form and it was in a nightgown. 
Oh. Which my little sister wore a lot as a kid. My God. Yeah, and she said, my little sister, my mom said that she was like, what's going on? And she reached out to touch her, <gasps> and there was nothing there. Oh. Yeah, so she kind of like reached through what she was, what she thought was my sister. Oh, and my like, God. it was just not there anymore. Just disappeared. Yeah, and she said she immediately slammed the door, jumped back in bed, and like didn't move until morning. So I am not going to check on my kids. You guys <laughs> no, for yourself. No. She said she didn't even check us at that time. She just was like, done. Because, I mean, that looked like my sister. There was nothing there. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'd have the guts to go check on you guys either. Uh, not at all. But that's... Again, uh, I hate, I, I, you know, I've, I've not thought your house was demonic. I've never thought there was a demon there. Right. But this is, again, completely checking the box of demon of not being able to mimic a form of a human. Right. And being a shadow, a silhouette. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that it's not a little boy this time. Now it's a little girl mimicking your sister. Again, this mimicking attitude mm-hmm. is creepy very because this seems similar and i did the same thing happen did this happen a few days later and your sister was actually standing there no it didn't happen i I believe not no so i wonder if you were influenced to stand in the window versus since i don't think it was a premonition it doesn't sound like a premonition right i wonder especially with you being a slightly more sensitive Mm -hmm. i know your sister's not sensitive at all I don't even think she believes in the paranormal. Right. Um, I do. I do think that I was probably influenced as a kid, just because I know to get up on that window. I know it was out of that window at the time, and it was nothing. There was nothing out there. Right. There's not even anything fun to look at. No. I mean, it was a fence. Were you standing there? Exactly. I have no idea. (laughs) And I mean, we still don't know how you got up there. It's like, so were you lifted? Right. I don't know. That's really a scary thought, and I mean, especially if it is something malicious. If you're, I mean, if you fell from there, I could have hurt hurt myself. You could have hurt yourself incredibly badly. Wow. Well, I hate to say it, but I I know we're still just on the deep dive of the things that are here. So we're going to wrap it up for this episode, but come back next time to hear how crazy this gets. And can you, can you give us a hint of what's coming? A lot spookier things that seem to kind of target me are are coming along. Right, because as sensitives, other things on the other side know that, and I think like to poke a little fun at that. I agree. So we're going to end it here, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys are enjoying Robert's story so far, and we will see you next episode on the Spirit Diaries.